You know what it is. We're miserable. We're in the business of misery. This is all the music things. This week's album is Riot by Paramore. Let's talk about some music, guys. And we're here again, and we got Mr. Dale with us again. What's up, guys? Going to listen to some music. And I'm going to go ahead and push play. Wait, hang on. I'm going to restart this. So this week's album is number 40 on my list. This is Riot by Paramore from 2007. I still think this is it's probably their best album they've had. Have you listened to all their albums? Like, and I this is their best. Yeah, yeah, their albums after this, like, it's one of those. They got, I'd say, they're better as musicians now than they were on this album. But this album just has withstood the test of time. Really, they're all of their albums are good. They don't have any bad albums, but this one's just such an iconic album. Uh, Yeah, it's it's one of those like Green Day, you look at Green Day, for instance, and Dookie is huge and it's probably but their biggest album is probably American Idiot. This is kind of their staple of an album. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. There's a lot on this album, particularly that I can just like, like. I, I'm not gonna lie. I love Paramore. Like I get yeah. giddy girl, like tickle pink when I hear Paramore, <laughs> especially from Riot. Like all the yeah. ones here make me feel like, oh, I love, I love every bit of it. The music, the yeah. vocal, drums. Yeah, Haley Williams is a great vocalist. Th- this was their second album. I remember. So this came out. I was in high school. The album before this came out, and this is the follow up to their album. All we know is falling. I think that came out in 2005 or something. And I remember actually Nick Herring is who got me into this. So I remember uh, he's like, yeah, this band Paramore is cool. And that's back in the day when um, LimeWire was the thing. So everyone was doing music off of LimeWire. And oh I remember, I want to say... Paramore, it was like in the MySpace days too. So like MySpace was probably a big, a big fueling proponent of their success in their early days. And then this album just sent them over the top. I had Paramore on my MySpace page. (laughs) Yeah, right. Hawthorne Heights. Also, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, and so Paramore was so they're a pop punk band, but through the years they've gone. They've they've done they haven't done the same thing on two albums, so none of their albums I would say sound exactly like Riot because they've gone they've gotten more mature with different stuff they've gone more they've gone more poppy on some albums they've gone more um, almost indie rock type on their some of their other stuff they actually have a new single out I think I did it a few weeks ago I don't know if we did it last week. But we did one of their, I did one of their songs here on the podcast, their new one. I forget the name of it now, but it's definitely more of, it doesn't sound like anything on this album. It's more, but it sounds good. It's more of a indie rock sound. This is very much a pop punk album. And oh, it yeah. was a right place, right time when they did this too. So. Yeah. You know, what's really great is like the way that you've gotten to see the, the group 
you know, with the vocals, like just lyrically evolve over the years and yeah. see it's, you watch them mature, just like the, the group itself. It's really great. Mm-hmm. And there has been, I want to say some slight lineup changes since this. So it was Haley Williams. And then the, I think they're a three piece band there. The two were brothers. One's a drummer and then the guitarist. And then I don't, I think maybe she had a bass player, but I think it's mainly her, the guitarist and the drummer. And I think one of them left for a while, like no bad blood or something just needed whatever. But, but I know there's been some slight lineup changes through the years, but at the core is always Haley Williams, obviously. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is such a big yeah, misery business. God, like probably like this is like an iconic staple for everybody. Like when you hear Paramore, this is one of the songs that comes into play first. Yeah, yeah, misery business. And then uh, it got, I uh, think this was the first. I'm pretty sure this was the first single off of this album. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to point out is. Haley Williams was only 18 years old when this came out. So she recorded this album when she was like 17. And that, so the album before this, she was like 15, which that's like, you know, you think of like, <clears throat> you think of like some like teenage girl making music and you're like, uh, doesn't always pan out. Sometimes you get like a Justin Bieber type of crap at early on. Not to discredit him. He's a good artist in his own right as he got older. But you, you know what I'm saying? You get that kind of like, this sounds like kids bop or something, but Paramore never, she always, they always managed to make their music was more mature than what you would expect to hear from a 15 year old or at the time. So like, this is really good stuff. I think she was 17, sorry, 17 ish. She's not, this was cleverly written music and it's not, it's not like constantly like, I got this crush on this boy. It was just like, it was clever pop punk with uh, some good metaphorical and poetic nature to it. And like this song, the good, the, the breakdown, the build back up with the, Oh, it's just good. It's well-written music. You know, this song got, um, it was really popular when it came out, but you know, one of the things that recently made it uh, popular again was not too long ago in that, uh, what was that girl's name? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo's or something like that. She oh, did okay. this yeah. song too. And then everybody was like, wait, 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 wait a minute, man. That sounds like, you know, hey, that sounds like Paramore, yeah. you know? So it kind of brought this one back into light again. Did she do a cover of it or did she do a... Oh, she or- just, she made a song that sounds... It's different. Oh, it sounded like a ripoff almost. <laughs> or oh, so or just like, like inspired by it or something. Has to probably be inspired by it. Like in all yeah. honesty, like, hear it and you hear the different lyrics and stuff like that. But there's a yeah, point yeah. where your brain just switches and you're, you start like singing Paramore lyrics as if it was natural. And you're huh, like, wait interesting. a minute. Yeah. Huh. It, apparently like that, that girl got sued and all that stuff by Paramore for some reason. Maybe it was too li- too alike it then. Maybe. maybe it was. Maybe she ripped off a hook or something. Sometimes that happens. Nickelback's done that tons of times. Oh, a lot of country artists do that too. Modern pop some- country artists. 
you get something new, new when yeah. everything's just getting recycled anyways. Right. So this one is Let the Flames Begin. This one was in a, um, this is one of the one songs I picked that wasn't a single. <clears throat> this is a pretty interesting and almost ominous song. A little uh, guitar. There's, yeah, just that little picking pattern on the guitar is really cool. It's kind of ominous, but it's not. It's not like dark, but it's there's an ominous feeling to it. It's still, it's a very like. The song sounds like it sounds like the world's ending or something almost, <laughs> and that's the that's kind of the concept of the song. So. It, it, it. Somewhere weaknesses are spring. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Oh yeah, I said uh, I could get lost in her voice all the time, all yeah. the time. Do, do, do. And they're another band that you know, like a lot of these albums. I've, as I talk about them, is a lot of what makes good albums really good is the instrumentals are complementary to not only the vocals and the vocal style, but even the themes and the the feel of it. So the instrumentals of this song help drive the emotions of what she's singing essentially. And then of course her vocals are great. So and she's one of those artists one of those few artists that I've never seen them live, but obviously I've seen seen you know performances on like youtube and stuff but and i'm aware of from people that i know that have seen them is she's phenomenal live and they're one of those few bands that when you see them live they are even better than what you hear on the album oh there's a little on that on the drums right there there's a little accent i really like he uses the ride there's just a really little subtle think just thrown in there and it's like there's little things like that in this song, just spot on. So good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to burn our houses down, and this is what will be, oh, glory. Mm, you know, what you're saying about having them and seeing them live, I was really hoping I would have had the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you told me. I forgot. You were going to? <laughs> yeah, there's actually, you know, probably a lot of bands that you're going to, you know, that you talk about or that are up on your music list and stuff like that. Are people like, oh, gonna, I was going to see them. <laughs> are supposed to be there. And there's like 65 of those guys crammed into one spot. And I'm just like, yeah. well, I was going to see them too live. This is like horrible. <laughs> Oh, this is a great song. Yeah, Crush, Crush, Crush. God, I can't believe she was 15, like, when she first started all this stuff. Yeah. I totally did my and life. And she was, like, 17, 18 when she wrote this one. Little spot. So this is an example. This is a song that could have easily turned into, because of the subject matter of it, could have turned into one of those, like, Corny, um, teeny, you know, kind of teeny bopper, like, oh, you got a crush type of song. But here we are years later going, no, this is a solid song because she wrote it 
creatively. I guess I'm dreaming. So it's talking, it's singing about a crush. Let's make it be something more than that. Or maybe if you don't want that, then fuck off or something. Yeah. And that's basically the essence of this song, but it doesn't come off of as some like early on Taylor Swift, like mopey track. It's, it's like, no, nut up or shut up. kind of. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. There's an edge to it. Feel the attitude in the song for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the little harmonics on the guitars right there. The Tom fill back into the buildup of her going crush, crush. It kind of makes me think of a more modern band. Uh, Neck Deep, I, I mentioned them last week. I don't know if you've checked them out. They have a song called Cali Ma that kind of starts out like that. There's like a Cali Ma, but her little breakdown of that makes me think of that. And then this breakdown's really sick. Goes down to just the bass, the kick drum going, and then the toms start filling in. And then this little dance beat with the hi-hat. So good. Like... When you hear the beginning of the song, you never like you almost wouldn't think that a dance beat like this would fit into it, but they weave it in there so good, and then it just powers back to that that core of the song. So it's cool, <laughs> really cool. It's intense that like I was in school and dancing these songs when we go to like those stupid high school dances or middle school dances and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. That is intense. Yeah. This is a good one. David, what year did you graduate? 2008. Eight? So the That's year after this came out. Yeah, yeah and I graduated in 09. Yeah. And then this was the final track on this album. This is Born for This. Which was another single, I believe. This was a great conclusion to this album. This this is one of those songs that it's got a lot this album concluded with a lot of energy. And I like that. They could have they could have put something softer to just kind of fade out, but they they end this album with a punch, and that's great. I love the I love the build up with the snare roll here. Taste the taste is wine. Everybody's. I love when it, yeah, when that, when it, it kicks up the, the pattern on the bass drum, the fast punk pattern. That's just so cool about this song. It's there's there's a lot like instrumentally. If you stripped the vocal, so. You hear this and you're like, okay, it's a pop punk song. But if you stripped away the vocals and just heard the instrumental of this song, if someone listened to this without knowing it was Paramore and it was Haley Williams singing this, they'd probably be like, they would probably be thinking this was more of a, like a, some other type of punk band. Like the instrumentals of this song are phenomenal. It's so good. See, back to that snare roll up, build up. Dun, 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 dun. 
Yes. This song makes me get it on my motorcycle when I hear it. I guess I'm <laughs> stuck in a, a, a phase or something like that. Like, I have I have like seven thousand songs on my Spotify, but there's like a hundred or two that are just my go tos that I'll cycle. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's certain ones you revisit a lot. Oh my gosh, so much, and it's all from like this this generation this era, kind of this yeah. era, the two thousand sevens. Yeah, yeah. I I go back to different periods a lot. This album, though, like if I. I'll listen to their other albums here and there, but this is the one that I probably revisit the most. This is their top-notch album. The album before this was really good, and it was it was when they were less known, but this album was just a step above that. But anyone listening to this, if you've listened to Paramore and you haven't listened to the album that came before this one, you definitely should. Definitely. There's some great songs on that. I can't remember the name. All we know is following the title track, of course. What was the other one? Franklin was the other one. Can't remember the name of all of them. They they had a single after this album came out because after it was on it was called Decode, and the I remember the thing was that song was actually attached. It was a single for one of the Twilight movies, I think. So then there was this like, oh, you like Twilight type of thing, but it's like no, it was a badass song. <laughs> like uh, Decode yeah. is a that's a sick song and it was just a single that was attached to twilight rather than one of their albums it wasn't a b-side from this they they made it separate from the i I believe they recorded that song separate from the sessions of this album but that one you could tell there was like it would have fit into this album but it felt a little different like it had a slightly different energy that's a sick song though decode Yes. All right, so that's Paramore, that's Riot. Um, I'm going to pause this, and then we're going to end this segment, and I will, uh, hit, I'll, I'll shoot you a new one, and we'll start in with some new music. So we'll be right back after this break. Yeah. All right, now we're going to get into some new music. So we got a new one from the Smashing Pumpkins, who have been around since, like, the early 90s. I don't know how old Billy Corgan is. You listen to much Smashing Pumpkins? Do you know who they are? Yeah, you love them. Okay. So they have an album. Their most recent one was Solara is the name of it. It came out. I want to say it came out in 2020. That was a good album. And then before that, they had one in like 2017, 18 that I love. I still love that. Oh, what was the name of that? What's that? Was it this shiny and oh so bright? No, maybe it's before that. Maybe they've had two. Okay, it's three albums back. I'm thinking of. Um, I don't have a computer, so I can't. So yeah, before this, they Oceania was Oceania was 2012, and um, damn, what was the other ones? Um, I can't. I'm looking at my album wall. I know I have it up here somewhere. What is the name of that one? The gray cover. I think they were like, they were nominated for like a Grammy with one of the songs or the album itself, I think was nominated for album of the year. Of course it didn't win. Oh, there's the cover, but I don't think the, uh, 
What is the name of that album? Oh, I can't think of the name. It's not Zeitgeist, is it? No, no, no. This came out like 2012, 13, 14. It was, it's like two album, three albums back at this point, I guess. Um, you know what? Here, I, I can look on my, uh, no, I can't. Well, anyways, this song is called Steps in Time. It's off of Autumn. I picked this from listening through the album. It was the, one of the songs that popped off on to me. I like the start. It's flavorful. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, that sounds like Billy Corgan. <laughs> ah. <laughs> he's, he's got a very unique, and uh, you, you know it's him. He's got a unique vocal style. Um, this, this song has a lot of, I'm trying to think that I, I need to listen to this album a couple more times before I really make up my mind on it. I only listened through it once. Um, this, I, the, the, I like the electric like buzz to this song. It's really fuzzy, but it's cool. It's a cool fuzz. Too amped up a little inside. Like, I, this is brand new, right? Yeah, this is brand new. So their new album, um, I can't even think of the name of the album. Oh, here. Autumn, it's called Autumn Act 1. So there's going to be an Autumn Act 2. I don't know when that's coming out. If it's later, if it's coming out before the end of the year, if they're doing a quick one, or if it's going to come out in the spring or summer or something. So they're doing a two-part album or whatever. They've, you know, that they've, let's see. So they, their biggest album was um, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness back in like 93 or something. So this is one of those bands that, I mean, they've been around 30, 40, or not 40. They've been around 35 years at this point, probably long time but, yeah and i remember i had older brothers that had that album and i remember hearing that as a kid that was like when i was a kid i remember some of the first mute like obviously there was whatever my parents were listening to but my older brothers were listening to smashing pumpkins the offspring green day nirvana you know and then the foo fighters and all that stuff but smashing pumpkins are one of those bands i've i've just remember as a child like you know, I'm talking like four or five years old. Some of the earliest music I remember like hearing and remembering as a kid, like, oh. Yeah, I heard this all the time. My sister did the same. Like, I get, I get all my music liking from my grandpa, my mom, and my yeah. sister. And my sister did introduce me to Offspring and the Smashing Pumpkins and yeah. everybody. That's cool. Yeah. Staples. Aren't these guys from Chicago, by the way? They might be. I, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. They might be. For <clears throat> or something like that. It's quite a, it's quite a good, a you ever remember good that uh, pop-up video? What's that? Ever uh, seen that that show on VH1 back in the day when it was like still music television? Um, that pop-up video. Maybe it sounds familiar. I used to watch VH1 and all those music shows. So yeah. 
My favorite thing about pop-up video is it told you random things about the filming processor. The oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they made the music videos and stuff. Yeah, and like, you know, something quirky about the, you know, oh. the and stuff like that. It was great. This is kind of off topic. It's not off topic, but a little side side note here. Um, I'm going to pause this for a second. Um, fits in with Smashing Pumpkins in the 90s in that era. I'm actually reading Dave Grohl's book right now, and it was uh, last night I was reading the part about it just kind of goes through his life as when he was he was in a he was in a punk band called Scream before he and then he ended it like that kind of fell apart and that's where he ended up becoming the drummer for Nirvana. And then and when he joined Nirvana, they had already released the album Bleach. They had a different drummer before that, before Dave Grohl with Bleach. So Nirvana was kind of known. And then he went with them and they were in the process of making Nevermind. So he recorded the remaining, you know, he, he helped them finish record, uh, recording Nevermind. Before they released the album or released any singles, they hadn't released, obviously, um, Smells Like Teen Spirit was the big single, the first single, one of the biggest rock singles of all time. It, it, it was cool. I was reading it and it was talking about the first time they played it live, though. And they played in this, you know, he's like, it's in this sold out little, you know, punk rock, small venue, just packed to the brim, probably over capacity, like dangerous. And he's like, we started with once that riff, like he's like the tone in that room, like it's there's something about the way that Kurt Cobain wrote that song, like you know it, it's infectious. But he's like these people have never heard this song before, first time playing it live, and that riff started. And when I started playing the drums, he's like that place just fucking exploded into chaos, and like there was a whole thing about like I think it was that same show. Uh, Kurt accidentally hit like a bumped into a security guard, and then the guy swung at him, and Kurt bashed his guitar in the guy's face or some shit. It's just crazy, dude! Like pandemonium. Like, and he talks about it. he's like, you know, he's like, we thought it was just crazy going on with us, but he's like, outside, he's like, we had no idea our band just became the biggest thing in the fucking world. <laughs> like, it's so crazy how that happens. But yeah, little cool '90s tidbit and rock tidbit yeah. with Nirvana. But, so what book is that? It's just Dave Grohl's. Uh, I forget the name. Don't I have it? I have it sitting here on my desk. Actually, it's just it's so it's Dave Grohl's book. It's called Storyteller. It came yeah. out. I, I think it came out last year. So he well, just he basically it just goes through his life. It starts out when he was a kid, basically. Um, his mom used to take him to see a lot when he was a kid and that's how he was always into music. And then, you know, he was, so he just like, and he had, he, he roughed it for a while before he was in Nirvana. Like he roughed it. He, he took a risk. Like he dropped out of school. He, like, he just went on tour. He was like living off of like, six dollars a day or some shit in a, living in a van with a band and like really like they were roughing it and then when he when he got into nirvana he's like all of a sudden he's like we played a gig and then they gave me a check and he's like i didn't know what to fucking do with it like 
you know, it was like, I think he said it was like 75, he got like $75 or something for, uh, for one show though. And he's like at the time though, and that's like, you know, 92, 93 or something. So it's like, he's like, I'd never had this much money to myself. He's like, what the fuck do I do with this? So it was pretty interesting. It's like, it's like, you know, everything just turned upside down and it was just a whirlwind of success out of nowhere. So, all right. So moving on. This next one, we're switching gears from rock into rap. We got a new single from Tech Nine, who's been around for time, twenty years, twenty something years at this point. Um, he had some really big albums when we were in high school. Obviously, he was always he's always been an independent artist. This is a new single. I can't, it, he hasn't announced a new album. He put an album out last year. He's one that usually puts an album out a year or every other year. He's put so much out. I I haven't really like loved any of his recent albums in the last like five years, I think. He's still good. I just haven't I don't think it as big as some of his I think his like period from like two thousand seven to like two thousand fourteen ish was his was his peak. And I don't know if he's I don't want to say he's declining but he just hasn't reached those heights again. I don't think he, he eventually did like a song with Eminem. He got Eminem on a song he, and Snoop. He had a, his album, all sixes and sevens. Did you ever listen to that album? I did. You know, I've yeah, actually. So, what's that? I actually like a lot of tech nine. I, um, I got yeah. a buddy down here who is a promoter for tech nine. So, um, we're able to like, you know, go pop in anytime. And, and yeah. I think, I, I mean, I, I'll never turn one of his songs off if it's on because it does the, every one of his yeah. beats still is good. You know, lyrically, if I'm not listening to it, all of his beats are something you can bob your head to. Yeah. And what I, I mean, obviously the biggest draw to me is his, his wordplay and his lyricism and his, uh, his speed and stuff, but his cadences too. the, the way he raps, like I'm a drummer. So I've always loved it. And, and I can actually pick up on a lot of his raps and kind of like learn how to, if I can learn the words, I can rap along with a lot of his stuff. And it's kind of like, it's a cadence, it's cadences. It's like drumming. So. Oh yeah. I liked, uh, I actually had a good couple songs that I liked uh, his, um, not, I guess it wasn't so long ago. Uh, Face Off. Yeah, that was on his last album, I think. Or was it? Might have been. 2021, 20, I think it was. Oh, and okay. Then, um, Hood Go Crazy, that was a pretty Hood good Hood Go Crazy was a big one, yeah. And, and then, then I uh, liked Everybody But Me was, like, I liked yeah. the whole sound of it. Yeah, yeah. I like this. This, this is sounding like this is the type of stuff I do like to hear from Tech Nine. This is brand new, huh? This is brand new. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of some of his. So, so in the past few years, some of his last few albums, I felt like he's always he always had kind of like so he calls himself so he had an album called Kod. He calls himself the King of Darkness. Blah blah blah. 
there's and then there's like horror that album for instance has a lot of horror elements into it so i'm a huge horror fan so that's another thing i love about tech nine is he's a horror fan he loves michael myers and halloween and so he mixes that into his music and he does a great job of it and i can kind of hear that in this there's it's not So this song was kind of cool because he's like talking about he's talking about a phone screen, I think. And but he's like, I don't want to hear the evil spirit, blah, 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 blah. So there's some darkness and stuff. And it was interesting. It's a cool song. I don't know if it's attached to an album. If it is, it's intrigued me to check it out. So some of his last few albums, I felt like he just kind of didn't key in on what he did on that. That song right there had some of that. Like I said, some of that horror element and some of that. His wordplay was great it had the tone of the song and the instrumental in the background was dark. I liked it. So that's cool. Sounds like ludicrous. Yeah. So keeping it in the hip hop genre, we got a new one with ludicrous with, I don't know who these other ones are. I just saw ludicrous ludicrous. Ludicrous is good. He's another one that he's got really good wordplay. He's got his own style. There's no one like him. <laughs> He's his own thing. I like musician movie stars. They're my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Lud- yeah, yeah. Ludacris. Uh, he'll be in uh, Cars Go to Space, a.k.a. Fast and the Furious 72 or whatever number they're on. Coming out. This- oh, wait. They already went to space in Cars, didn't they? <laughs> I-, yeah, I stopped paying attention after like the first. <laughs> Oh, dude, they went, dude, they got so overboard with the Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> the no, last I, one, I think it's the most recent one. Uh, I think. I forget what number it was. Is it Fate of the Furious or something? Because after, at some point, they started integrating military into it. Like, the military started seeking out these guys that started out as race car drivers into being, like, drive we need good drivers for our missions or but in this last movie there was something where they had to put a car (laughs) in an airplane they had to drive it was an aeroplane not an airplane so it's an aeroplane i think that flies out of the atmosphere just enough so you're kind of you're out of the earth's atmosphere they drive out of the they drive the car i think out of the plane it has a jet propulsion system on the back of it and it's shooting them to some like to something. I can't remember what it was just so ridiculous. And I was like, this is really happening. Like if you would have told me back in 2000, when fast and the furious came out that someday they're going to be driving these cars in space, I would have been like, bullshit. Now you're seeing it. And you're just like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> but yeah. So ludicrous. It fits his name. That was a good Ludacris song. <laughs> I don't know who that other person was, but Ludabomb. I've never heard it before. Yeah, it was a good, it's a Ludacris song. I dug it. It's got a little funky hook. So, oh, is this a Christmas song? So this artist, I'm. you've probably never heard. Have you ever, this is Phoebe Bridgers. No, but I like I've the name never, Phoebe. Phoebe, yeah, right? The only time I've ever heard the name Phoebe outside of this lady is Phoebe from Hey Arnold. <laughs> it was a character on the Nickelodeon show, uh, Hey Arnold. I'm so glad you said that because I'm so sick and tired of everybody in the world being like, oh, Phoebe? Yeah, from Friends? No, from Hey <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Friends is the other one, yeah. 
But yeah, Hey Arnold. Phoebe. Hey Arnold. She was Helga's smart friend. Yeah. So this chick has a really good voice. She always plays. So I th- think she has like two or three albums. Did I write this down? So she doesn't have a new album announced. She had an album in 2020 called uh, Punisher, which is a great album. Uh, that was that was an album I think I had in my top 20 of that year. It's a really good album, but it's mellow stuff like this. So it's not if you know, it's it's a lot of it is mellow like this. It's really atmospheric. Um, this has kind of a folk to it, folk sound to it. Interesting. Kind of the string section. She didn't. I don't think she did anything like this on her last on that album. She has a pretty voice. Like yeah, she has a very good voice. Um, and her music's very atmospheric. It's very haunting at times. Um, yeah. So, if you like this at all, if this is interesting, check out her album Punisher. But it's a lot like this. So it's it's mellow stuff. It's not real. There's nothing really upbeat about it. But it's not like like this is kind of folky. <clears throat> like it's not I don't know. Some of it can be a little dreary, I think, but her voice makes up for it. <laughs> I love it. I love a strong female voice. Like, yeah. I could have put this by the Haley the Paramore. This would have worked right out of Paramore, right? <laughs> Phoebe. Let's see where we're at. Okay, we got a couple more. I put this. I put this one here because then we're gonna get a little uh, more rock oriented. We got a couple more songs after this one. Um. Oh, you know what? This kind of makes me think of. You've seen the Hunger Games, right? Yeah. Uh, what's that? That Jenna has made me watch those. You didn't like them, or did you like them? They're awesome. <laughs> but anyways, the Your books life. were good. The books were. It's one of those. The books were obviously better. Um, but since you've seen it, though, I think it's the at the end of the. It's the song that plays at the end of the first or the second one. I think it's the end of the very first one. It's a band called the Civil Wars. The the, the, the this song kind of makes me think of that. It's that, um, you know what I'm talking about? You know what you're talking about. Yeah. The band's called the Civil Wars. I can't think of the name of the song, but that's kind of what this makes me think of. It's a good call on that. That's a lot. That song's a lot slower than this. This is a little, this had a little more tempo to it. All right. So this band, the only reason I found a buddy here in Boise He's friends with this band is from Boise. Um, so I put a song on here. He wants me to get he was trying to I've been trying to get him to jump on my podcast with me. He's friends with these guys and he wants to try and do an episode where I get them on here to talk about their music. So I haven't listened to these guys. They have an album. I don't know if they have a new if this is a new album they have out or I think it is kind of newer. The drums slap, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, 
it's got kind of a there's some electronic elements to this. This makes me think of Silverstein a little bit. Silverstein. You should listen to them. They're good. <laughs> They're fucking it's awesome. Of Silverstein. Do you remember their old stuff? Have you listened to their last few albums? Their last like two albums have been fucking phenomenal. Oh my god. <laughs> so I never was huge into Silverstein. I remember knowing of them. And there was like, I forget whatever the one hit they had I liked, but I never really got into their albums. But in reviewing albums, I've like rediscovered bands I never really listened to. And they're like, holy shit, this new stuff is even better. Like, or I've gone back, like one of them, Deftones or um, Nine Inch Nails is one big time too. I never listened to those bands when they were big, like, or when they were like releasing some of their biggest hits, you know, I know. And, Another one is like, um, oh gosh, uh, yeah, Nine Inch Nails, Deftones, um, Filter. Filter's another one. That's a great band too. But I would mix this into something kind of along the lines of those bands, but more so Silversteiny. Kind of makes me think of Silverstein. So the band's called Archers. If you're listening, this song is called Bitter. <laughs> The vocals, good, the go ahead. What were you saying? I was just saying they have a really good sound. They do, yeah. the The vocals are very melodic, though. So, like instrumentally, and in the style of it makes me think of uh, um, Silverstein. But the vocals are different. The vocals aren't as aggressive. They're more melodic. I don't know who I would compare them vocally to off the top of my head. I've heard bands like this. Um, kind of makes me think of Beartooth in a way, I guess. Without, but l not as heavy on the vocals. There is some screaming going on in the background, but it's kind of faded out. The core of the song, the song, the vocals are more melodic. It's pretty good. It makes me Dig think it. their their projection makes me think of Five Finger. Yeah, as long as they're not as douchey. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen Five Finger Death Punch live. Oh, do they ham it up like hardcore? I think so. It was a long time. It was like 2009. Like I had never heard of them. And one of my buddies was like, hey, let's go to this show. I'm like, all right, let's go. I was like, cool. I forgot who they were with. They might have been with like Hollywood Undead or something, maybe. They it was a cool. weird show. It was a weird combination of bands. So this is St. Asonia. Have you ever lit? So Three Days Grace, you know, Three Days Grace, right? Yeah. So this is the original singer Adam Gontier from Three Days Grace. This is his band. So have you listened to any of Three Days Grace's most recent albums? And it sounds yeah. different. They have a different singer now. They parted ways with this this guy, and he went and created this band called Saint Asonia. So I I have not liked Three Days Grace's last couple album with that new guy, but. Saint Asonia is the is like if you liked that band and you don't like the new stuff, check out Saint Asonia because they're good. And if you want to scratch that itch of Three Days Grace, Saint Asonia is that. <laughs> yeah, I stopped liking. I I just noticed there was a time where like Three Days Grace, like I'd heard a song on the radio and it was like, yeah, it's Three Days Grace, and I was like, 
It's a, it sounds like a cheap ripoff of three days grace. And those, the, the, I think they've had three albums with that new guy. And, uh, he probably does an okay job. He's just not my flavor. He does an okay job, but the problem is you can tell it's a copycat or you can tell it sounds like to me, it's like if I, or like, like if it's, it makes me think of if I, as a 15, 15, 16 year old tried doing the same thing they were doing from the perspective of a teenage kid though. (laughs) And I just wrote everything kind of like formulate too formulaic. And it just like, like they had a song called machine. I am machine. And the chorus is I am machine. I never sleep. I keep my eyes wide open or something like that. And it's like, and it's just too repetitive. There's no building. This is good. Adam Gontier was always good with those songs like this song. Ooh, that's heavy. You kind of like up the tempo on this and got really heavy. That's interesting. Something to bob your head to right now. Like immediately. Yeah, yeah, this, is, this is mosh pit shit right here. That's good. You got some screams on this too. Good. So I yeah. Appreciate you showing me good music again. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. So so now you know of Santa Sonia. They so they just released an EP. This song's off of a new EP, not an album. I think there's like four or five songs. This band, I think, has released two albums, two or three albums. I think two. Listen to their albums. If you liked Three Days Grace, it sounds like this. Like, this is, it's kind of funny that Three Days Grace is out there with a different lead singer, but it's like, you know, sometimes it works. Like, I love Blink-182, and they had, you know, Matt Skiba for the last two albums, and I think he did a great job, and now they're transitioning back to having Tom DeLonge. So, like, it can work, you know, bringing in a new singer, but when it's one, I don't know, that worked more with two, because you still had Mark Hoppus, I guess, so. I like Mark. Yeah, Mark's awesome. So the last song is the new one from Disturbed called Hey You. They have a new album out. I forget the name of it. What is it? Uh, Divisive is the new album. Disturbed. So I like the sound of this right off the bat. I don't know if it was their last album. I don't know if it's their most recent album or if it's two albums back. They had one. It was. What was the name of that one? Shit. Can I go to the artist? I think I can leave this playing. I'm going to search. What was the name of this album? (laughs) Uh, Disturb. Let me, I'm going to pull this out. I got to see what this album was called. I want to look at their discography real quick. I like the sound of this. I do too. It sounds fire. like Disturbed. Yeah. It's got a yeah, like a good old fashioned Disturbed song. Yeah. It's got a good chorus. It's got a good hook. Is this brand new too? Yeah. It's brand new. They just put a new album out. So they have a new album. I haven't checked it out yet. Hey, you. Is hey, you. It- Let's see. I want to look through their albums. What are you looking for? So, okay, it was their, because um, their last album, Evolution, did not like it. 
Came out in 2018. Um, let's see. So the album before that, Immortalized was good. Asylum was good. And then Indestructible was like huge. So they were real big in the early, in the 2000s generally. They were, that was their heyday. They were massive, right? That was yeah. when the sickness came out. And then 10,000 fans and Indestructible. Yeah. And then the 2010s, they had Asylum and Immortalized, which were decent. But then Evolution in 2018. I'm going to put one of these songs on here, actually. I don't know which one, but I'll put the opening song. You, you forgot you, about Lost Children, by the way. What's that? About the Lost Children. Yeah, I know. That was a yeah. hell of a... I actually have that on a CD. <laughs> on a burnt CD. Yeah, I have a stack of old burnt CDs. Um, I have actually kind of gone through them and made, uh, I have a playlist on my Spotify actually of, it's called, I think it's called songs. It's like songs from old burnt CDs or some shit. And there's some weird shit on there. <laughs> it's like stuff from high school. Like I remember like, like the most weird mixes it's like you'd have something heavy like this and then you'd have like akon and then you'd have like and then you'd have some like random song that people played at parties and shit like (laughs) you remember some of the weird songs that people would have on at parties right i do i remember they played one scat man yeah 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 like scat man or yeah or like even when hollywood undead you know, when they just had like two or three singles off of MySpace or whatever, and people had rips of them. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those mixes are weird as shit. Like, it's funny looking at those CDs because it's like you'll have some like weird country song and then you'll have some gangster shit. Like, what was, oh, what was one of the Lil White or some shit? Like, he was like a, drugged up rapper dude like all of his songs were just like he was the one i think one of his songs was like oxycontin or something it was just like oh i was like this is terrible (laughs) my favorite worst songs ever and yeah yeah, exactly exactly it was what was it it was the it was the dukes of hazard good old boys remake and he put his little version of white trash in there and i was like this is something that i can bob my head to for real though yeah is this still playing on your end are you hearing this the this new this other disturbed song (laughs) oh yeah so this was their last album they used that's what they did is they had a lot of on this album you hear the like synth all the heavy synths in the background that's what they did on their last album and it didn't work so vocally obviously it still sounds like disturbed but the problem is it still sounds like disturbed yeah yeah so it's like so this was what 20 what did i say 2016 this came out 2018 so there was a around like 2018 and it's still kind of going on now there was like this in in a lot of rock music there was a lot of push for kind of revisiting like 80s styles and stuff so that's kind of what they did with this album so it 
<laughs> it was just weird going from immortalized to this. I don't know. It's it's just different. Let's uh. The, so yeah, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it, and there wasn't really many songs that popped off on that one. But this new album sounds good. The song we just listened to was the first track off of it. Yeah. So, but that's it. That's it for this week. I don't have any other new ones. Is there anything that you know of that I missed? New music? Yeah. No. I'm not no. I, I'm not much in the You're new You're not music. up on it, see? No. <laughs> because I started, you know, I started listening to the people I liked because when they started switching bands around and then their bands were kind of not so great. You know, like you yeah. mentioned with Days Grace, they just, they lost some flavor to it. But, you know, yeah. I like, like getting to nuance some of the new music like i like tech nine i've always been yeah. a fan it's nice to hear when they make some bad music too you know so right, right now because of the time of the year it's obviously almost christmas time a lot of bands are releasing like so the offspring looks like they <laughs> did they put it i don't know if it's an album but yeah there's some offspring christmas singles the bare naked ladies got one um yeah <laughs> Uh, filter. I was talking about filter. We could check this out real quick. So this, I like. I love the original version of this. Have you ever listened to Filter? Oh yes, I like Filter a lot. So they're they're a band. I remember hearing as a kid. I always knew though. Uh, oh, what was the song? They had the softer song. Oh, I think um, it's one of their most famous one. It was called Picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or some, take a picture. Yeah, take a picture. That song. So I remember hearing that on the radio as a kid, and I loved that song. I never knew who it was, but back a couple years back, I like rediscovered that song. I was like, "Oh shit, I love this song!" And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna check this band out." I ended up, dude. I love Filter now. They're one of I love Filter, and it was around the time, like I said, circling back to when. I was never huge into Nine Inch Nails when I was younger. I kind of knew who they knew of them, but I think because of my upbringing, it was probably something I was like not supposed to listen to or some shit. But yeah, yeah, Nine Inch Nails is awesome, dude. With Teeth, that album is fucking phenomenal. Love it. Um, This is just an instrumental. It's great. Yeah, it's cool. You ever like freestyle or anything, David? What's that? ever like freestyle or anything like that like i'll listen to it not all not all the time though like freestyle rapping well it doesn't have to be rapping you could freestyle anything i mean you can like yeah yeah, yeah. out you could walk it out but yeah yeah. that's what you know i like i like some of their beats like this and stuff like that yeah yeah that's cool like he's singing now I love this is one of my favorite filter songs though. I, I know how to play the the actual song of this on the drums. It's fun. This is a fun song to play on the drums. I think I, I've actually done it in my streams a, a couple times. I've when I was doing like streams of multiple songs. This song is fun to play. There's a it's kind of a cool beat. I like the tick of the hi hat. Um yeah. jazz band. I remember when I was in on jazz this- band. Yeah. With Mr. Buskirk. I was like, God, I was young. I was like middle school when <laughs> I was doing that stuff. That was so much yeah. fun. 
Oh, oh, get this. Speaking of like middle school band and shit, because I went to school in Pine and I joined band. I, I did band. Everyone wanted to do band because you got to go to um, on the, the field trip. Like you got to go to the state fair. And then at the end of the year, or you got to go to the high school football game and play at halftime. And then you got to go to, you got to go to the state fair in the fall. And then at the end of the school year, you got to go to the, the water park. So that was, but you had to be, you had to be a, you know, you had to be a member of band to go to those field trips. So it was like, Oh yeah, I'll do that for those cool field trips. Yeah. And, uh, and there was other various trips. So you got out of school to do band stuff. Sometimes when you got into high school, it was like, I didn't want to be in band. Were you yeah. in band in high school though? No. Did you do um, band in high school? I started, but, uh, but like, didn't I was, stay to school so much that like nobody would like let me actually stay in an extracurricular or anything like i yeah I around the drama kids a lot because i was nerdy like yeah that. yeah yeah. i remember that yeah 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 i remember that but in middle school i did the same thing i used band to go on field trips and you yeah. want to know craziest so, music so, field trips i ever went so on wait, get this this goes back to me being a drummer though get this so when i joined band I always liked drums and I never, I didn't have drums though. I never had drumsticks or anything. And I, but when I was in fifth grade, that's when we started band and you're supposed to pick the instrument and go and you kind of, you're stuck though. You're kind of like, this is the instrument you're going to play. If you're going to be in band next year, that's the instrument you're going to play. My dad or whatever, he played the trumpet when he was in middle school or something. So managed to somehow talk me into okay i'll do trumpet that sounds cool i also had a few friends that were in band that played trumpet and they're like oh yeah it's fun do trumpet i'm like okay so instead of doing drums and i did trumpet (laughs) i got stuck playing the trumpet from fifth grade to eighth grade meanwhile in the background i obviously started playing drums uh i think when i was in sixth grade is when i got my for Christmas, I got a pair of drumsticks and a drum pad. So I kept doing that and I got good at that, obviously learning all the rudiment, you know, rudimental type crap, but I wasn't learning it in band and I wanted to be learning it in band, but they wouldn't let me fucking switch some way, which is stupid. So anyways, I, uh, and I remember trying to get the, the band teacher wouldn't let me join, wouldn't let me, I, I, I couldn't remember what the big deal was, but they wouldn't let me switch from trumpet to drums. And meanwhile, at home, instead of learning my trumpet, I'm playing my fucking drums. <laughs> so I'm up there kind of like sh- sloughing through on the trumpet while I'm practicing drums and getting good at drums at home. And then then that's from like sixth grade all the way through eighth grade. And then I remember in high school, let's see, how did that, there was, there was some point like, I remember even in band class, I'd go up and I'd play on the snare drums and stuff and do all this cool stuff. And the, and then some of the kids that were in percussion were like, why aren't you in percussion? I was like, I don't know. Ask the band teacher. I don't fucking know. But uh, I do remember when I was in the band with Steve and them and we were playing shows and stuff and we play at the like coffee house. I remember, I think one time, my old band teacher like walked in or something. I remember seeing her there and I was just kind of like, I, I, we like made eye contact and I was kind of like, fuck you. <laughs> I didn't say, I don't know if I said fuck you or not, but it was just kind of like, yeah, fuck you. 
<laughs> like, look, I'm I'm playing drums in a band, and you wouldn't let me fucking play drums in in school band. I could have learned. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of dumb, you know. But that's funny. You want to know one of the most ridiculous trips I ever took in band? Like the one of the most trips that I was just like, why are we even here? Well, let me tell you, so, it was middle school and I was a drum line. Now I've been, I've been drums almost. I mean, ever since I even started in school bands, I was drums. Um, yeah. I, I percussion of any sort. Well, one time we went from a field trip from Payson to art from RCMS in Payson, dude, uh-huh. all the way to Winslow, Arizona to yeah, go yeah. march in the Winslow parade for their town for anyone listening. That is the same Winslow, Arizona that is in the song hotel, California, I believe. Or is it hotel, California? No, it's take it easy. Oh, take it easy. Same, same Winslow, Arizona as take it easy. There we go. The Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had to literally go over to that band over to that town and play in freezing cold weather. And I was like, why isn't the, winslow marching band here you know yeah like, why, yeah. Are, why, why are, are we, we doing this why aren't they doing this yeah exactly most pointless trip i ever took i was like this is ridiculous all right well i think that's it for this week good so, set man yeah good set so uh until next time so So, uh, possibly next week. I don't know. Maybe next Saturday, if you're down, if whatever. Um, down. Down. Let me, we'll s- see what, um, if anything comes out. It gets weird towards the end of the year. Much, you know, like we just had a couple songs. We had, you know, there's some good stuff this week. Um, bands stop. There's not as many singles coming out towards the end of the year. Sometimes there is, sometimes there's not. Like I said, there's all these like Christmas songs, bands are doing Christmas covers and shit, but so it depends on what comes out. Um, yeah, but we'll see and come up with a playlist of shit and see what happens. Right. Oh, sound good. Until uh, next time. Be Peace good. Out. Yep. Peace.